0: Ten weeks gone in the NFL's regular season and the shocks just keep on coming. How about the Cleveland Browns? 14 points down on the road to the Ravens. They overturn it and get the win with the last kick of the game in Baltimore. And then the CJ Stroud led Houston Texans, showing no fear going into the home of the Cincinnati Bengals and getting a big road win there. They're very much in the thick of the conversation for the postseason action right now, before week 10 rounded off on Monday Night Football. It had pretty much everything, but the Denver Broncos going into Buffalo with a three and five record. They left with a four and five record, including a game-winning field goal on a retake. The NFL is the gift that simply keeps on giving. So let's look for some more as we turn the page onto Week 11 in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves, and we haven't even mentioned the perfect Week 10 record for the show. That's right. 3-0 and against the line. Started off with the San Francisco 49ers blowing out the Jags in Jacksonville. The Dallas Cowboys, as expected, did the business and then some as they put 49 on the board past the New York Giants before the Detroit Lions came out on top in a thriller in Los Angeles against the Chargers, 3-0 for the show. And that means having started out the season with a 1-5 record through the first two weeks, we now have a winning record overall. We've gone 15-9 and against the line since week three. That puts us on an overall total of 16 and 14 against the line. It's not how you start the season. It's how you finish. And we're building up a full head of steam now as we head towards January. That's the important thing. And that's where we're heading. If you're new to the show, Welcome along. Better to join us late than never. We've had a lot of fun along the way through the first 10 weeks of the season. And given the action we've seen so far in the National Football League, there's plenty more to come, no doubt, as well. If you're a regular to the show, great to have you back along for the ride with us. Uh, One final note on Week 10. Those that follow me on my X account, formerly known as Twitter, will have seen that regularly now on a Monday morning, we put up a poll to get your instant reaction to the Sunday slate of games overall um, and week ten was no different. This week, the poll was simply put: who had the biggest impact? Who who wrote the biggest storyline uh, coming out of week ten and Sunday's games? Was it the Was it the Browns' comeback in Baltimore? How about those CJ Stroud led Houston Texans or the Niners' win in Jacksonville, snapping a three game losing streak? Or Josh Dobbs, we haven't mentioned him so far yet in the show. He's now the face of the NFL's ex-account with the strap line in Dobbs We Trust. Uh, He led the Minnesota Vikings to a second straight win as they uh, find themselves just two games back, I think it is now, of the Detroit Lions in second place in the NFC North. It was a close one. 1,300 people just over that uh, had a look at the poll and by 1%, you voted... For the CJ Stroud-led Texans and their win over the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. 39% of you voted for CJ Stroud, 38% for the Cleveland Browns and their comeback at the Ravens. And then there was the Niners uh, winning Jacksonville and the Vikings under Josh Dobbs uh, winning again this week as well. Week 11, We have a look to the slate of games. I have three more for you as we look to go back-to-back with perfect records in successive weeks. We're going to start out this week's show as the NFL finished Week 10 with the Buffalo Bills. They host the New York Jets. It's a repeat of the Week 1 matchup. You'll remember Aaron Rodgers went out on the very first series of the game, deflating uh, the Jets organization, or so we thought, before they came back to pull off a dramatic overtime win. Since then, these two teams have established records which are remarkably similar. The New York Jets are 4-5 and five on the season. The Buffalo Bills have dropped back to 500 on the season with a 5-5 five and five record. And yet the odds makers set them out as heavy seven-point favourites. Perhaps a little bit surprising when you consider the Buffalo Bills have lost four out of their last six games. This season, they've lost to the New York Jets, as we mentioned in week one. They've also recorded a loss to... AFC East rival, uh, the New England Patriots. In fact, the only divisional rival win they've had was at home to the Miami Dolphins a little bit earlier this season. They fumbled the ball on the very first play of the game on Monday night against Denver. They went on to commit four turnovers in that game um, in total. Look, it was not a good game of football. It was highlighted really by the way it finished in almost comical fashion with the Buffalo Bills leaving 12 men out on the field as Will Lutz and the Denver Broncos had a field goal try to win the game. He missed, but down came the yellow laundry. 12 men on the field. That'll be a five yard penalty. Have another go, Will Lutz. And this time he put it straight down Park Avenue and through the middle of those uprights to pull off a memorable win for the Denver Broncos. Um, Ultimately, It's mistakes that are costing the Buffalo Bills games right now. That's what we saw Monday night. That's what we've seen largely in the last month as well. And frankly, they they look a disorganized mess um, out on the field. And if the playoffs were to take place today, they wouldn't be in it right now. They are on the outside looking in. Now they host uh, a New York Jets team who've already managed to shock them this season. Um, And they're still fighting. They're, They're still in there looking to give Aaron Rodgers if. When Aaron Rodgers comes back from Indra, I've heard December spoken about, which would be a ridiculous um, recovery time uh, for the Achilles tendon injury he suffered. But week in, week out, we seem to get more footage of him progressing. It's Aaron Rodgers. It may well happen. Um, But they're very much hoping that they can put themselves in a position that when he does return, They're giving him a team that can still go on to achieve things this season. And perhaps their hopes that they started out the campaign with aren't dead and buried yet. At four and five on the season, that's certainly the case. There'll be no secret for their game plan coming into this game. They need to play well on defence. Frankly, they've been playing lights out this season uh, for the majority of time on defence. And they need to run the ball on offence. Brees Hall was problematic for the Buffalo Bills when they last met in that season opener. Um, and Denver had success on the ground in that game. Look, for for Buffalo, you've got to cut out the mistakes right now. You've got to cut out the mistakes. You've got to put points on the board if you're the Buffalo Bills. And if you could do that, this whole game becomes a completely different proposition uh, for the Bills. If the Jets are forced to put the ball into Zach Wilson's hands and ask him to make plays through the air, that plays heavily into Buffalo's favour. Zach Wilson hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since the first quarter of their Week 8 game against the New York Giants. In fact, the Jets, as a team, have not scored a rushing touchdown, any touchdown for that matter, in 36 straight drives on offense. Look, I've written this before, um, what I've written in the column. I've certainly said it on my podcast here before about teams. You don't become a bad team overnight. I think that applies to this Buffalo Bills organization right now. And if they still want to be contenders this season, it's go time right now for the Buffalo Bills. They're still ranking in the top 10 in overall offense, passing offense, and scoring offense. They're putting 26 points a game on the board on average. If they put 26 points on the scoreboard against this New York Jets team on Sunday, then it's over. They win this game. The Jets. Might argue, well, look at our defense. I've said they've been playing lights out this season. But despite the standard to which they've elevated their game to keep the Jets in games throughout the season, it's not been enough. That's why they're 4-5 and overall. Um, they, They give up 19 points a game, but they're 31st ranked in the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. Look, like the Bills' their defence has been put in some tough spots this season as well and has to be respected. We've seen what happens, though, when opponents put points on the board and they're playing catch-up from behind. It becomes a struggle for the New York Jets. They haven't scored more than 20 points in a game in over a month now. For Josh Allen and this Bills team, the time for excuses is over. The time to show up and show out is here. And I will say this. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. This is an AFC East divisional rivalry matchup. You could say, certainly for the Buffalo Bills, it's potentially a season-defining matchup. It is a big-time gut game, folks. The real Buffalo Bills need to show up, and I think they do in this game. Take the Bills to win. Take them to cover the spread as well. Take the Buffalo Bills at minus seven. Graves on Gridiron. With Richard Graves, game two from this Sunday's slate sees the Josh Dobbs Minnesota Vikings go to the Denver Broncos. The Vikings go into this with a six and four record. The Broncos are at four and five. And what is there left to say about quarterback Josh Dobbs that hasn't already been said? What he achieved at the start of the season, playing for Arizona when he only signed for them inside two weeks of the start of the regular season—that was good. What the level he's playing at now for the Minnesota Vikings still haven't he hasn't actually been there um, he's been there for a fraction over two weeks I, I think it is maybe fifteen, sixteen days or so but the the level he's played at in that time over the last two weeks for the Minnesota Vikings is nothing short of sensational. He makes good decisions. He's got a good arm. He can make plays on the ground with his legs as well. He steered them to back to back wins, and he's done it without star wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Well, his hand likely gets an extra string to the bow this week because Justin Jefferson is expected to return, having sat out the last month with a hamstring injury. And the Vikings occupying a wild card spot. If the playoffs were to start today, they're only going to get better from here. It makes this matchup all the more fascinating because they're going up against a Denver Broncos team right now, who are apparently rejuvenated over the last few weeks. Remember, they they beat the Kansas City Chiefs before they went to play in Germany. And then they've gone on on into Buffalo on Monday Night Football on a national stage. And with a little bit of good fortune, admittedly, it doesn't say whether you were fortunate or not in in the scorebook. It just says whether you won or lost. They won that game as well. So, two potential. Playoff contenders certainly at the outset of the season from their own conference they've beaten in back-to-back weeks. Um, there, there's been an obvious change in emphasis. I, I feel for for the Bills uh, over this stretch as well. Remember, at the start of the season, a lot was being asked of Russell Wilson. They're paying him well; he's their star quarterback. You're wanting him to make plays with his arm. That was a formula that wasn't working. It seems to me more recently they've leaned a little heavier on the run. That has. Um, been working for them. They've cut out their sloppy uh, mistakes on offense. That's allowed this Denver defense to play at a level that over recent seasons we've become become more accustomed to seeing. And against both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, across those two games combined, they've snatched themselves nine uh, takeaways. They'd only had seven in the entire season, the first seven games prior to that. As a result, they're now riding a a three-game win streak, um, heading into this Sunday night football matchup, once again under the lights and once again on a national stage. And yet, despite this, they could and perhaps should have lost that game on Monday night up there in Buffalo. Uh, they missed that field goal attempt. Riders' time expired to win the game. It was a sloppy mental error from the Buffalo Bills. 12 men on the field that allowed them to have another go at it. Will Lutz made no, no mistake second time round. Um they go on to win the game. I think I've I've said this before about Minnesota, though. Um their defense this season is, is a much improved unit as well. Twelve months ago, without doubt, they were the Achilles heel of this Minnesota Vikings organization. And yet this time around, they forced game-winning turnovers to clinch games against the San Francisco 49ers. Last weekend, they largely shut down the Saints and um, certainly repelled them as they attempted to come from behind in the fourth quarter. They are now a big reason Minnesota is riding a five-game winning streak. They are arguably the hottest team in football right now, and that's despite all the injury issues they've had to deal with. They're a top 10 unit against the run. They give up a fewer than 100 rushing yards a game. They're a top 10 unit in forcing takeaways. They have found ways to win games against good teams with good defences, despite missing their franchise quarterback. That's the difference between these two teams, I think, when you look at this matchup in a broader perspective. Denver's offense will have to come and play in this game if they're to get the win over the Minnesota Vikings. It's an offense which ranks 23rd overall this season. They rank 28th when it comes to throwing the ball downfield in passing offense. Until I see that change... I'm not going to believe that the Denver offense is the real deal. The Vikings have been the more impressive uh, team overall to this point in the season. And a trip to Denver under the lights will not daunt Josh Dobbs after all he's been through so far in this season. I like the way he's playing. I see the Vikings getting stronger. They're going into enemy territory, but I think they're unfazed. I think they go in there And win this game. They're two and a half point favorites with the odds makers. I think they cover that as well. Take the Vikings at minus 2.5. Graves on Gridiron. Well, we're saving the best for last. The third and final game was chosen from this week's slate. Sees a repeat of last year's Super Bowl matchups. The team with the best record in football right now, the eight-and-one Philadelphia Eagles. Go into Arrowhead Stadium to face off against the team which beat them to the Lombardi trophy at the end of last season. The 7 and 2 Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are two and a half point favourites. That's effectively home field advantage, according to the odds makers. In other words, they cannot slide a slip of paper between these two teams. And these two have the best records in football the Eagles, number one, the Chiefs, number two both currently occupying the number one seeds in their respective conferences. Uh, you'll recall last season in Arizona, it was a back-and-forth Super Bowl matchup and it was a ho- defensive holding call, ultimately, which saw the Eagles' hopes go go up in a puff of smoke and meant that the Kansas City Chiefs were raising their second Lombardi trophy in the space of four years. I've already mentioned it's the Philadelphia Eagles at 8-1, and one, As things stands on paper, that tells us they're the best team in football. The Chiefs, though, are just a game behind them, and they're coming off the back of a good win over the Miami Dolphins in Germany. Both teams, of course, have had a bye week to prepare for this matchup as well. Philadelphia's defence, particularly their pass defence, has been a cause for concern this season. They're currently the bottom five in the entire NFL when it comes to pass defence, giving up around 257 yards through the air a game. Both Washington and Dallas in their last couple of outings have carved them up through the air, throwing for 397 and 374 yards, respectively. To their credit, though, the Eagles still found ways to win both of those games. Uh, The bye week, you suspect, has given quarterback Jalen Hurts time to heal up a little bit, visibly bothered by that right knee injury uh, last time out against Dallas. But regardless of that, he's still masterminded, an offense which is scoring 28 points per game. but and this is a concern as well when it comes to the big time matchups he has turned the ball over on 11 occasions this season that's three fumbles lost eight interceptions thrown kansas city's defense perhaps surprisingly has been their best unit uh, for the la- for the first 10 weeks of the season they ranked top 10 in total defense top 10 in passing defense and they're giving up just a fraction under 16 points on average Per game. Remember, they shut out the red hot Miami Dolphins through the first half in Frankfurt a couple of weeks ago and then turned them away again with the game on the line late in the fourth quarter. It was a performance though which led Patrick Mahomes himself to come in front of the cameras and say said going into their bye, their offense needed to get right, and maybe a little ominously he promised it's something they will address and they will get right. Well, this is the game when that might happen. Potentially a tipping point for the the Philadelphia Eagles as they embark on what is undoubtedly their toughest stretch this season. You feel they cannot keep edging one score games. The law of averages states that sooner or later that balance tips. So either this stretch of games coming up steals them for another playoff and maybe even a Super Bowl run, or by the time they're going to Dallas in early December, they'll be battling to retain their NFC East crown with the Dallas Cowboys snapping right on their heels. The question for the Kansas City Chiefs is, can they resolve their offensive issues? It's a unit which still ranks eighth in overall offense this season, but it hasn't been getting the ball into the end zone as frequently as we've been used to seeing. They're averaging around 23 points per game, and that is a paltry figure, frankly, compared to what we've seen in recent years. Going into their bye, they were 28th in turnovers. That's right, 28th. In the National Football League, they've turned the ball over on 17 different occasions, be it fumbles, drop passes leading to inceptions, whatever. It's something that this, this team needs to address and clean up. One thing we should know by now, though, is that you never write off an Andy Reid Reed coach team, especially when he's got Patrick Mahomes at his quarterback. Somehow, the two of them manage to find a way to get it done when it matters most. And frankly, the business end of the season starts right here. This is when the Chiefs traditionally come into their own over the last four or five years with home field advantage and electric atmosphere. I think we see that happen again. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites going into this game. I think they win it. They cover as well. Take the Kansas City Chiefs to keep more misery on the Eagles. Repeat their Super Bowl 57 win. Take the Kansas City Chiefs to cover at minus 2.5. Okay, let's just recap on the game selected ahead of Sunday's Week 11 slate of games, starting first of all in Buffalo. Maybe a get-right game for them. Take the Bills to cover at minus seven. And then it's on to Denver as the Broncos host the Minnesota Vikings. Will the Josh Dobbs run continue in Minnesota? I think it will. I think the Vikings cover at minus 2.5 before we finish with the game of the week on Monday Night Football, a repeat of the Super Bowl 57 matchup. The Eagles are in Kansas City to take the Chiefs, take the Chiefs to go back to back with victories against the Eagles, repeat that Super Bowl 57 win, take them to cover at minus 2.5. As I always say at the end of this show, folks, remember, first and foremost, it is about having fun. Bear that in mind to accompany your uh, week 11 slate of games on Sunday. Keep it fun. Enjoy the entertainment that's on offer for you. Um, And again, if you want to read a bit more about the matchups we've selected in this week's podcast, go to my website, rdgmedia.uk. Click on that Talking Sports app. There you'll see NFL Week 11, Overcoming the Odds, three games to watch. All the details are there. If you want to interact, I always love hearing from you. Get in touch with me on x at richardgraves One. Alternatively, we have the Graves on Gridiron Facebook page or if you prefer on Instagram, RDG Media UK. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your thoughts on comments. I will get back to you. But for now, as always, enjoy this week's matchup. Let's do it all again when we look ahead to Thanksgiving next week. That's almost here. But for now, enjoy, folks, and so long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron, wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one. Sports Social Podcast Network.